Uh, welcome back to the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. We're a drinking podcast with a comic book problem. Shake the shit out of it. already so i'll send that to you since we've been waiting for fucking ever for you uh, okay say we got that done yeah <laughs> <laughs> i look forward to hearing what y'all recorded in my absence when i was tardy no we literally just 45 said. minutes yeah i'm california i'm on time in california i left food trucks early man yeah. And see here, I was the one all worried about being late. So I was like driving like crazy to get here. That's his I hit traffic. I even asked Clark to please make my drink in advance so I could literally run in and, and sit go. down and join the crew. And and here Are we go. Are you kidding okay. me? Aaron's gonna come back. Oh well, he's gonna come back up here and he's gonna be like, I've been gone for an hour, and I'm like, we just started recording. And he's gonna be like, What the fuck have you been doing? Like, go read a book. Brian. Yeah. Go yeah. go turn on a podcast and walk around the block again. He's a, he's Hi, welcome to another the, episode um, of the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. I'm the asshole Brian. Hi. <laughs> uh, we have with us Todd, Lena, and Adam, who were all here on time because they're good, upstanding citizens. I, I prefer to be called the ever-patient Adam. The ever-patient Adam? Remind me to tell you how mm-hmm. my new nickname at work is On Point Adam. That's oh. a fun story. I was, we could give yeah. you like a, a a priest name, like Adam the Patient. That, that well, I was name. I was on a call Stay with now. a bunch of other <laughs> HR managers, and they were talking about. I was talking about how I'd be like sometimes you have to be asshole Adam, but I couldn't say uh-huh. that because I'm on HR manager. So I was like, I had to be on point Adam, and everyone just busts up laughing like, do it, do it. We want to see on point Adam because they know it's like <laughs> their own personality. I'm like, I can't just yeah. do it on this. So now whenever they talk to me in teams, it's hey, on point Adam, what's going on with this? I'm like, I hate you all. So, <laughs> dance, monkey, dance, dance. Pretty much, yes. Uh, so, this week we are starting our Pride Month. Uh, we are reading books featuring the LGBTQIA community. In, as chosen by. As chosen by our one member of that community, uh, Mr. <laughs> Adam. Yay, token gay. Token, token gay. Token gay. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> It's been a really <laughs> long week, so I'm a yeah, bit it has been out a of long it. fucking week. It's going to be goofy. Uh, so um, this week we're reading uh, Spectacle, uh, which is a book about a murder mystery in a uh, traveling carnival, basically. Essentially, and the, yes. the ghost of the murder murdered is uh, helping her sister discover who murdered her. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And any LGBTQIA references in this story are probably not in volume one. But we will get to that because there might yeah. be subtle. There's like one line. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so, Mr. Adam, what is the cocktail for this week? Our cocktail this week is called this week is called the Apparition. You're going to take an ice filled shaker. You're going to add two ounces of gin, three ounce, three quarter ounce of lemon juice, a half ounce of simple syrup, a half ounce of elderflower liqueur, a quarter ounce of rose water, and one sprig of rosemary. You're going to shake the shit out of it, strain into a chilled martini glass, and garnish with the other sprig of rosemary. Okay. I have a tough time with rosemary. I like rosemary. I think that'd actually be fun. It's delicious in like a roast chicken and a steak before a drink. Which is so weird to me because you can drink like Bloody Marys, which I think are just amazing. Oh, oh God. They're no. so gross. <laughs> There's a, I remember a friend of mine, she was trying to do that. I even tried a Caesar a while back. 
And Caesars are amazing too. Like it's, the salad? No, they're so. And <laughs> it's Canada, a special name. Canada. Canada. Yeah. Canada. They don't have Bloody Marys. They have Caesars, and they'll um, substitute gin, and then they include like oysters as the topping instead. So. So did you watch the, gin with oysters? Did you so watch, here's the thing. Oh, sorry, Adam. I keep cutting you off. Yeah. So Todd, this is just for you and me. Did you watch the Caesar episode of Letterkenny? Yes. yes. And that was the inspiration. <laughs> okay. Okay. Go ahead. Because with Todd, it always comes back to Letterkenny. Um, no, I How guess. How are you now? Huh? How are you now? I'm Not good. so bad. Um. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I lost my train of thought. Elena, <laughs> what's your drink? We're winning for this week. My drinking game is. I hated this season of American Horror Story. <laughs> uh, every time that you you get through a page and you're like, I swear this feels like the worst season of H A H S. Take a drink. Yes. Mine is actually very similar, so I will go next. Uh, mine is every time you think I should really go back and watch Carnival. Um, what was it? HBO Showtime. Yeah, series? HBO. It was HBO. I've never watched them. <clears throat> yeah, two seasons was amazing and at the end of the second season they have this finale and you can see where you're headed and it's like the show's it gonna be canceled. freaking amazing and it got canceled. It got canceled. Um, and Nicholas I kept reading this Stahl book like, in it. Oh yeah. I mean it's a I great show. Dreamy. Yeah, yeah they're gonna do that it's a great, they're gonna do that with me and Heartstopper. Oh yeah. Yeah. I hope they don't. I loved it. And I got everybody at work loving it too. So like... <laughs> I, I have a problem. I'm kind of obsessed with it. So I am too. I read <laughs> All the all the volumes and Tori's now read all the volumes. Yeah, I didn't read the prequel stuff uh, or the stuff on the sister and everything that was before mm-hmm. it, but I read all the Heartstopper volumes. Yeah, I need to go read that. And I guess I'm I'm part of a a group on Facebook, like the unofficial one. That's the big one, and like it's really really cool because there's a lot of people telling stories about how much it meant to them, and like like hey, as an, for me specifically as an older gay man, it was like. That was an experience I never got to have. The first person I told I had the crush on, his brother beat the fuck out of me. So, mm. um, but it's also very creepy because there's a bunch of people on there who are like sexualizing these guys. And like they were teen, like 17 year olds when they made the show. It's like, mm. yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're 18 now, but that's fucking gross. Don't do that. But yeah. I'm, I'm glad, Lana, you're all in because I, I had to share it with someone. So, oh my God. <laughs> I'm, I'm obsessed. I love it. I love it so much. So, yes. Todd, what's your cocktail or drinking game rule? This is weird, right? No, this is kind of weird. So every time the main character sees the ghost and talking about it, and she's just kind of a little weirded out that the ghost is still a thing, or the ghost climbs inside of her, and she's weirded out, <laughs> you take a drink. The this weirdness is, vibes. When this the is weirdness, weird, right? Yeah. yeah this is yeah. weird. Take a drink. Okay. And Mr. Adam. Uh, mine's called The Voices in My Head. Every time she's having an internal monologue with herself, and they change the font to make it like they kind of like, almost like kind of like cursive, but not. So oh, yeah, I have such mixed feelings about the lettering here. But go ahead. No, uh, okay, well, that's a good place to start. What are your thoughts, Todd? So as stories go, this was written and drawn by Megan Rose, Jedris Gedris. You're asking me, G E D R I S. <laughs> so is this like George, or is this a giraffe, or is it more like Gary? Well, it's pronounced Jif, so let's go with the Jif sound. <laughs> See, and again, you're wrong. So, Gedris it is. Thank you for cleaning that up. So, with um, Megan Rose, who wrote and drew this thing, they I'm not sure if she did the lettering as well, 
the lettering is all over the place. And sometimes I really dig that because it gives it its own vibe. And other times it feels... Uh, it's a little bit amateurish. It's like, oh, look, I made my own comic book. And I'm like, you don't say. Is a little bit how I felt while reading this book. I mean, it's kind of mean. See, and I actually kind of like that quality of it. I understand what you're saying. Sure. But there's other books we've read that I have felt came across as more amateurish than this. The Pride. Yeah. Like, this one, like, because I, I, I had similar thoughts. Like, the art style is not necessarily refined. It's a little more, you know, Sunday morning funnies newspaper kind of uh, style. Yeah. But the layout and the storytelling are actually fairly good. Um, with the way things are laid out, um, which I, I don't know. I actually really liked it, but I, I get your point. I really do. Um, but like, yeah, that, that weird sort of homemade quality, homemade is not the right word for it, but. What's interesting with lettering, good lettering goes unnoticed. And if you're noticing the lettering, it's kind of like being a, you know, a theater technician. If we're doing our job right, you don't even know we're here. Yeah. Mm. And it was like, oh, look, I'm noticing you. And you're like, why am I noticing you? Mm -hmm. The fact that I'm noticing you is the issue. And it's there's a little bit of that going on there. All in all, the characters are fairly charming. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's a big group of misfits within a traveling circus. Oh, no. Misfits within a circus. <laughs> and you've got two sisters where one dies because she's murdered. And there's some suspects, but they figure it's not the suspect. There's, what, four volumes in total? I don't know. Um, I, I at least look. three. It's three or four volumes in total. This is volume one. And um, at the end of volume one, she's like, oh, look, she figures out she can actually, she's a fortune teller as a grifter. And then she's actually talking to dead people. And she's just as shocked as anyone. I will, okay, okay. I read that slightly differently. Okay. I read that as she actually did have genuine fortune telling abilities, but people don't want to hear the truth about their fortunes. So she gives them bullshit answers, that's but she right. actually can tell the future. That's how and I. She's made a machine that's yeah. like 78% accurate yeah. on predicting things. And I, thought I did enjoy the, the, the percentage. Like it was like, oh, it's 78% accurate. I'm like, that's an interesting number. I mean, I, you, that was a little yeah. bit of like a psycho history yeah. bent from like foundation call back and i'm like yeah all right but it was fine the characters were okay i'm not in love with it okay okay adam what are your thoughts so first of all i I do want to say that uh the books this month were chosen from reading a bunch of stuff on different reviews and things about really new top lgbt comics because i did read i tried to read dick fight island and i realized that's just not a book for us uh oh why isn't that a book for us? I, I appreciate that because I was nervous about that one. Oh. If there was redeeming qualities to it, if it wasn't just guys blowing each other and making taking their dick armor off, I might have suggested it, but they I could not finish it. Belts. Uh it, it was it was like, yeah, dick armor, chastity belts. It was it is what it is. <laughs> um so the whole time I was reading this, all I could think about was the movie Nightmare Alley, which came out last year. It was the Guillermo del Toro movie that got nominated for the Academy Awards. It's actually a remake of a 1940s or 50s movie. Um, very same kind of thing, except uh, Bradley Cooper's in it, and he starts as a mentalist who makes his name at the circus and then goes out and does it in real life. And he's warned very, very specifically, don't do the seances. Don't do these things because bad things will happen. And then sure enough, he starts doing the seances and bad things happen. 
Uh, so it was very, very similar to that as far as the storytelling aspect of like the theme behind it. And so maybe it was just, that's what I was constantly in my head. Cause that actually was my second favorite movie of last year uh, behind Spider-Man because Spider-Man and yeah. Uh, so I, I did think it was really interesting and kind of weird. I, I, the art style wasn't what I was expecting. It was, you know, it, like, like you were saying, Todd, it kind of felt very amateurish. It felt like it was maybe someone's first attempt. But then going back to Brian, what you were saying is that it does kind of fit the style and fit the story and the mood of what was going on. Uh, I was very, very happy to see that the ghost was her sister because I thought that's who she was fucking at first. <laughs> and I was like, hey, oh, gay, not that. Yeah, gay men have the lock on dating their brothers. Like, if you see a lot of gay couples, they look like they're twins. That's a very well known thing. It's like someone told me and Clark, oh, look, you look like your brothers. I'm like, what? I, I don't see it. Uh, I don't see that one. No. I mean, technically, I'm old enough to be a stab, but that's a different story. Um, but so I was very, very glad because at first I really did think that they were lovers. I'm like, oh, okay. That's where the the, the LGBT part comes from. Um, but no, it wasn't that case. And I don't know. I, I, I did enjoy a lot of cool things in it. The, the fact that the freaks were really upset that they were called freaks kind of was cool because... They, I mean, quote unquote, they were the freaks, but they're like, no, we're people. Like, leave us, like, yeah, we're here. We're making you money and you're going to treat us like you're treating us like how the customers treat us. And right. when we're one of the main draws to what's going on. Uh, and it was interesting seeing her, the sister, form, you know, new bonds with people and people that she thought were, you know, the ones who caused the, the murder or who were uh, the villains weren't. Uh, you have the weird ass, uh, Sheriff dude who's just complete dick to everyone. And I did I love the fact that he got come up because she was able to go see the ghosts and prove all this mm-hmm. stuff. And I, I, I'm always a big fan of of justice coming back and biting people in the ass because that's what I, I don't believe world's fair, but I do believe the world's just kind of thing. That's my motto. Uh although all that being said, like this was recommended as as a top LGBT graphic novel. And maybe So where do you see the I mean, I've got my guess of the LGBT relationship. The only, the only guess I have of it is that it comes in future episodes or future not, uh, issues. Yeah. But there is that one part where I, I can't remember her name, and she comes up and is telling her, like, it's it's hinted very subtly that they were more than friends. The bearded, the bearded lady. woman. The bearded lady. Yeah. yeah. It's very, very subtly hinted at. And it's one of those things where I, I'm a big fan in, in in certain forms of media where, hey, like, just because someone's gay or queer or whatever, wherever they fall on the spectrum. It's just a part of it, or it's just mentioned. Uh, a perfect example we've talked about before was uh, Star Trek in the darkness where Sulu is there and he meets his husband and their kid when they land mm-hmm. the enterprise. Like, I love that kind of stuff, but sometimes it's, it's to the point where it's too subtle and it's like, eh, like, again, maybe it comes later on down the road, but for this to be recommended as one of like a really top LGBT book, uh, with just like the, it's almost like the LaCroix of sexuality. It's like the hint of a thought <laughs> of a strawberry farting on my water. Yeah. Oh that my is <laughs> strawberry farting on my water. A hint of a thought. Uh, that a is of a thought. So the, the, the lesbian sexuality in this is the LaCroix of sexualities. We'll just, we'll go with that. And that can be my, my tagline for the book. Uh, so overall, I actually had fun with it. I thought it was an interesting story. It was, uh, it had the, the mysterious. I think it's more that she actually was a fortune teller when she was inhabited by the ghost of her sister. That kind of unlocked the ability to see the ghost. So I'm a little bit different than Brian on that. So the story itself wasn't bad. That being said, I, I think 
it could have not been, I don't think it really represents a book that would fit in Pride Month. And I think I actually text you all immediately when I finished it. And I'm not really interested to see where it goes. So I, I didn't dislike it, but I, I have no desire to see what comes So next. as the LGBT so subtle, it makes it past the conservative parents trying to ban everything. Oh, they'd have no idea. Oh, they'd have no idea. It's, uh, yeah, they'd have absolutely no idea. But at the same time, it's, you have to be looking so close for those clues. Is it one of those, you know, obituaries where it's like, and Marcus was a confirmed bachelor. Confirmed bachelor. See, I almost feel like this, this is a book that would have been great for maybe the late 90s. And I don't know when it came out, to be completely honest. I didn't look that up. But back in the, the 90s, early 2000s, when being gay was still a covert thing, like coming out was this huge deal. And it still is a, it still is a big deal. I'm not playing that down these days. But especially with Gen Z, you know, they know so many people who are somewhere on the spectrum, who are gender fluid, who are bi, who are pansexual, that coming out back then was like, oh, I, you know, oh, you're gay. Oh my God. Like we had so many, I, I personally, and I, I apologize for this. I don't know if on the show, but I came out as bi because I figured people thought I was bi. There was at least still a chance for me. Yeah, 2018. Kind of 2018. So for a book that came out in 2018, this doesn't feel like it needed the gay code that was needed back in 1998. So I could have seen that this book came out 20 some odd years ago that it was like, Hey, we need to sneak this in because no one will notice and maybe we can get by with it. But in this day and age, especially only four years ago, we've had queer spoke. We've had multiple seasons of Will and Grace, a revival of Will and Grace. Uh, you know, we've got uh, Orange is the New Black. We've got so many things in the media and especially again with Gen Z and millennials being very accepting for the most part uh, of LGBT people. It almost like it, that wasn't needed. We could have included a stronger aspect of the fact that she was a lesbian or bisexual or whatever else her sexuality was. So um, I don't know. I, I don't think that was, it wasn't so much that even tried pushing the envelope. It didn't even lick the envelope. <laughs> All right. And, and that might be a I mean, the part that just hit me is like the only queer character is dead. Does that make it the good queer character? Well, that also goes back to the kill your gay trope, which you yeah. can't have. You can't let gay people be happy. They have to either be dead or have AIDS or be miserable. And going mm-hmm. back to what we said earlier, that's why we like Heartstopper because it's cute and they get yeah. to be happy. Um, anyways, it's, I, I've been ranting for a bit, but yeah, that is as my my thing is that it's it's too subtle in a sense. Like you can have subtlety; you don't have to be in your face and throw it everywhere. And be like, I'm a lesbian, lick my pussy. But uh, you do have to just be like, hey, these this is who these people are. We're in a day and age where we can do that. So. Adam, if I was not in Utah, that would be my new ringtone. <laughs> I'm a lesbian, lick my pussy. One hundred percent. They, they actually 100%. are. are uh, oh, what's the name of that very famous uh, like lesbian tattoo uh, festival? No, it was a lesbian oh, like Lilith Fair. Lilith, Lilith Fair, Fair, yeah. They're they're coming to Lilith Fair next year. So. Nice. <laughs> Along with Pussy Riot. Pussy Riot, yes. They just escaped Russia. It's good for them as yeah, well. They should. Oh, good for them. That's right. Uh, Lana, what are your thoughts? Defend so, this because Brian is astonished. So, um, it just, it didn't give me, I mean, I saw the, like, the hint of the whole, like, bearded lady and the sister and everything. But, like, in reality, that just really made me keep thinking about American Horror Story. <laughs> um, 
the entire time because it was just like, it, it just felt very, very similar. And when was that season of, of when oh, was, that when was, was probably, it was season five. It was season five. No, no, like, season was, uh, three. It was two. Th- it was two thousand. No, Sorry, I I don't know where it was. It was season four though, because remember every other it, season is good. Yeah. So <laughs> let's see here. Three. No, three was Coven. Yeah, it's, it was oh, yeah, season four. four. That was twenty eleven. So, yeah, no, it was twenty fourteen. 2011 is, is the first. Oh, 2011. This is why I don't Google things. So, um, it just it had very much the same kind of vibe. Whoa, 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 I don't wait, know. wait. What years did you say it was? 2014. 2014. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Never mind. Because when I, I thought I, I heard told... 2011, and I was like, oh no, I it started no, October 2014. I googled American Horror Story Freak Show and it popped up at the very top of it was when American Horror Story first started and not gotcha. season four. So yeah, no, 20 October 8th, 2014 is when it started. So I it just between that and I hate to say it, greatest showman. It's all I kept thinking and hearing. Um and it just I don't know. I like it it just <clears throat> I didn't really care about the characters. <laughs> the, the only part. I will say. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. No, 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 no. Go ahead, Todd. Because I, I mean. Oh, I with the, the main character, especially that opening page, the uh, she looks like a uh, a brunette version of a Carrie Bradshaw. Yeah. And see, I didn't so watch Sex in the City, so. You're fashions. a bad gay. I am a bad gay. I also have bad fashion sense. All right. Which is why you should watch <laughs> Sex in the City. Uh, you don't I, watch the new version of it because it was fucking terrible. Because um, I want to go. Back oh, to you're not on Team Che. Were we just talking shit on fashion from the early 2000s, <laughs> and now you want me to go back and watch a show about fashion from 2000s? Yes, but here's the difference: they actually yeah. had one. So, Sex in the City had one of the <clears throat> best, like, costume designers of any show. But the highlight of the show is not just the fashion. I mean, obviously, it's the shoes, but it's not just the fashion. The show is really funny, and I wasn't expecting it to be funny. Um, but no, uh, and since we are in Pride Month, no, I am not Team Che. And I love <laughs> Sarah Ramirez. I think they are wonderful. And and their voice is fucking spectacular. Um, Sarah Ramirez was in the original cast of Spamalot on Broadway. Mm. Um, the song "What Happened to My Part" in in Act Two is fucking fantastic. But that character is so infuriating, and I the the whole. I just feel bad that, for Steve. I always like Steve. Steve just always He's gets cute. shit on. He really does. So, and not only that, <laughs> but they like made him out like he was an 80-year-old man. And That's right. But I read an article that they added in the hearing loss because the actor actually has hearing loss. So he had to wear the hearing aids, but they made it out to be way worse than it actually sure. is. So fuck them. Anyway, um, 
No, if you want to watch a good reboot of a, uh, you know, pro LGBTQ, AIA plus, you should watch the reboot of Will and Grace. I really loved it. I've only one season now. I need to catch up on the rest of it, but it was a ton of fun. Oh my God. I love it. It's so, they did such a good job with it. Um, There's even a, there's even conversations about like all the new sexualities that have come out since the nineties. So it's not just like bi and gay and lesbian. It's, you know, all these other kind of pansexual and everything. And they have this whole conversation and it's, it's really interesting about how, like, they're like, well, you're just such an old gay man. And he, and Will's like, I, bisexuality doesn't exist. <laughs> like, he's gay. Like, that's how this is. And they're like, no, no, that's not how this I, works. I did thoroughly love the fact that, because they, the, the series finale, the original Will and Grace run sucked. And I love that yeah. the new one starts out with the fact that it was like a Karen drunk dream. Yeah. She just wakes up. She's like, ah. So that was a, that was a great way to handle that because of course it would be Karen's drunk dream. Yeah. So, but this didn't give me any kind of anything. I didn't care about the characters. I didn't care about what was going on. The highlight of the whole story, honestly, was when she did see when um, the main character saw the old man's wife. Mm-hmm. And was like, tell him this is where everything is, and this is how to take care of it, and whatnot. Like, and then he comes back and he says thank you, and I mean, like that stuff was really cute. Um, but like the whole murder mystery, and then the the sheriff that was killing people, and they just kept digging up dead bodies. <laughs> it was just like, like you do, so. Okay, so am I like I they skipped so they it's like they started the story where you should have already known who all the characters were and mm-hmm. and given a shit about them and then all of a sudden the, the the you know you meet the sister like one time and then she ends up dead. And she was kind of a bitch. And you don't really see, you know, and and it's like they they kind of bicker cuz they're sisters and they're twins and and everything, but like I don't know, it was just. Eh. I will say one interesting thing I've noticed about this whole time we've been talking is, generally speaking, when we review a book and one of us doesn't remember a character's name, everyone hops in to say what the name was, and we've just been referring to her as the main character ever since we started recording. So <laughs> that might be kind of telling as to as to the the impact of this book. So, all right, Brian, you want to tell us how we're wrong? No, I I don't really. I mean. I'm not saying you're wrong. Okay. And, and there are there are flaws in this book. I I liked it okay. I thought it was right. fun. I was interested enough that I would consider reading the next book, although my to-be-read pile has recently uh, gained a lot of steam. So uh, I have a lot Ballooned, to read. Ballooned, one might say. Ballooned, uh, nearly exploded, one might say. Um, uh, Todd was getting rid of some of his uh, books that he had duplicates of, and I was graceful enough and kind enough to take some of them off of his hands for him. Um, I know, because I'm nice that way. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I also now have a lot to read. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, and you're right. We I mean, we don't really rec- re- remember the main character's name. I never remember the main character's name, so I don't personally feel bad about it. Uh, and there is, like, one point in there when they, like, go and find the first body that the sheriff has, 
and then it jumps to the next issue and they are back at the camp and they have to go un- dig up more bodies. And I like was like, wait, I kind of got a little bit whiplash on that. But aside from all those flaws, I still, I enjoyed my time reading it. Like it wasn't brilliant by any stretch of the imagination, but it was, I had a fun enough time with it and I'm interested enough to, to see where it goes after this. I want to uh, say they published four volumes of this, four books. Yeah. So, so I got a little and bit to if I, and maybe the next ones do involve actual gay people. <laughs> maybe, maybe. So, well, we will leave it at that. Uh, Mr. Adam, what is your grade? So as much as we were kind of trashing on it, I didn't hate it. It just, I'm, I have no interest to go further. I think they should have actually had an LGBT presence in a book that's recommended for LGBT pride month. It's a B. It's something I'm going to go read again. It's something I hated. It did make me fondly remember Nightmare Alley, which is a fantastic movie. You should go see it. And you do get to see Bradley's Cooper if you're into that. Um, but We're all about equality here. Yeah, you got to see that. And this year, you also got to see Benedict's Cumberbatch. That was kind of fun, too. So, no, it's, it's not a bad read. It's just if you're looking for a book that will fit into Pride Month, the theme, you're not. This isn't it. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, Lena. Uh, I give it a C plus. Um, I didn't hate it, but I just, I don't know. It was not, there wasn't anything to really grasp onto for me mm-hmm. in this. Okay. Uh, Todd. Let's see. Wow. Okay. I'm going with a B plus. Like I liked it just fine. It's not brilliant, but actually I'll go with a solid B. I'll go in the middle B. I'll take away that plus, but I liked it. I thought it was, you know what? I, I, I've got the great quick review for this book. Okay. It's a great start, but... Oh, my gosh. That is a very inside joke for uh, for students of a very specific professor at a very specific university. Am I wrong? You're not wrong, no. Um, but, uh, okay, well, so that'll do it for that one. Uh, next week, we're going to be reading Dead Endia by Hamish Steele, which is a cool-ass name, I gotta say, um, which is about, essentially, the Haunted Mansion in a version of Dollywood. Um, which, uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I, we'll we'll discuss it, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, once again, not traditional comic book style art. The art's a little more cartoony, but, uh, is this a webtoon? Uh, I think the artist, I think the artist does web comics, I think, but I don't think, or had done web comics, but this is, uh, I, I don't think this one was, but. Uh, yeah, so we'll be doing that next week. Um, until then, thanks everybody for joining us. Oh, do I even need to do this since you already pre-recorded? No, 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 we do. do We do. Okay, fine. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm fearful as to what I'm going to have to add. This time Brian gets to be here. That's right. We need Brian present. No, we don't. Um, (laughs) so thanks everybody for joining us and we will see you all later. Bye. 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 So you got to throw off the audience by having the first bye at the beginning of the episode. And they'll be like, they'll blink. Be like, oh, did I miss it? Did I like fall asleep at the wheel? Like that's, that's the whole point of starting it that way. You want to kill our audience? You want them to fall asleep at the wheel? No, I want them to wonder if they did. Oh, okay.